Arcane Anthems writes RPG music for your public campaigns and creations. Download the music on patreon.com slash arcaneanthems and use all their music royalty-free. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Welcome back to the Compendium. We are here for another side quest this week, and I'm really excited because this one is going to be with Weston from Arcane Anthems, and we are actually going to be talking about a really important aspect of D&D, Jason, that we've never actually talked about before, which is music That's in right. D&D campaigns. We it's, haven't talked about this at all, so this is no, our first discussion. We have it. It's the musical episode, everybody. The musical episode. But, uh, oh. So... <laughs> but only yes. Weston will be singing because for reasons <laughs> for yes reasons good reasons Weston why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself so that everyone that's listening to the audio only knows your voice and knows who you are and then I just kind of want to learn a little bit about you you do music for D&D and that's kind of like the here and now but I want to learn a little bit about your history and what led you to this point Fantastic. Well, again, my name is Weston, uh, also known as Arcane Anthems. Uh, I write free RPG music for the community. I also write fun D&D parody songs uh, on, on the internets. Uh, and I do lots of like D&D skits and review products and do uh, all that other kind of influ influencery uh, type type stuff online. Uh, but I, uh, I'm, I'm mainly an RPG composer. Uh, is kind of what I, what I do uh, as a, as a full-time gig, which is so amazingly cool and such a, such a privilege. Yeah. Now you've been a musician for quite a long time, right? Yeah, I've been making music for 20 years. Okay. Uh, and I'm, and I, that gives away my age a little bit, but uh, I, I've been making music, uh, really writing songs since I was 16. And uh, just growing and getting better and writing lots of terrible songs and writing some okay songs and uh, going going through that journey. So it's it's been uh, been quite a lot. Uh, but I feel it, like it, you it, just it... described the average DM's journey into DM. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I, I wrote some I, I okay mean... stuff. I wrote some not great stuff. But here I am, and it's worked out. <laughs> well, that's that's how we learn to do anything, right? Yeah, like those, exactly. Like those early years when you're getting used to something that's brand new, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, but hopefully you have people around you who are still going to support you and still going to uh, embrace the the good things that you do create and uh, love the the process of, of creating it and finding those people that, that just, you know, dwell and, and thrive on that kind of creative energy. So... Right. So, but you haven't been, you haven't been doing uh, role-playing D&D based compositions for 20 years. That's been newer, more recent. Yeah, quite, quite a bit more recent, actually. Uh, I mean, I was in a rock band for 10 years professionally, uh, making music and doing albums and doing songs and playing shows and, and doing living, living that life, you know, uh, learning sound engineering, uh, going through that whole music industry process right yeah with that and... hair of course you were in the band <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I i think in another life i would have been a hairstylist or something like that i i honestly like i i i love i, I love hair and it, it's 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 a weird like side uh passion yeah like like variant weston became a hairdresser uh and uh, so I'm I'm just living living that through somebody else. Um, Is there also a variant Weston that has strong opinions about uh, Wi-Fi protocols? I don't know. Uh, that's. <laughs> I suspect you do. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi protocols. Uh, I don't know. I am I am definitely a tech head though. That's something that I uh, that I absolutely love. I'm I'm constantly kind of on the bleeding edge of everything that's happening and. I, I have a lot of interests. I blame my ADHD for that. Uh, wanting to just like dabble in everything. Um, this conversation's uh, going off the rails already. So I, I think I'm doing my job right. So yeah. let's go back to when you were in a rock band. Do you just sing or do you play an instrument? Do you play multiple instruments? Like how does, how do you, what is, what is your role in the music kind of realm? So I'm mainly a singer. Uh, I picked up guitar when I was 16 so that I could accompany my singing. Um, and I've been playing guitar. I play guitar. I play electric guitar. I play bass. I've had to uh, 
tinker with piano now that I'm doing composing. So I'm getting better at, at piano. Um, but singing is like singing and jumping around on stage and doing that is really what I what I thrive on 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 doing. I, I play the other instruments as a uh, a necessary evil. Um, when I because like can I play them? Yes, I can play like rhythm guitar. Uh, you know that's that's kind of the level that I've achieved. But I, I was much more interested in the songwriting, composing, singing, connecting side of making music, and that connection is what really drove me to love D and D in in the way that I that I did. Uh, in in the band, I was mainly the singer, and I handled all of the sound engineering side of it, um, which can be exhausting when you're dealing with six other people and like sitting around listening to them, you know, mess up their parts. And I I I, I mess up my parts too, but that's my time, you know. Like, uh, so it was a it was it was a giant learning process. So, what introduced you to D and D? Critical Role. Um, I okay. was on. I was on Imager in 2015 and I was just kind of scrolling through and I saw a post that said like, Hey, this is something really cool. That's, that's happening. Uh, these voice actors are playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I was very curious about voice acting. I did drama in high school and I, and I love uh, that connection that acting gives people again, you're going to see a common theme here. And, and I scrolled past it and I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting, but that's, Dungeon Dragons is way too nerdy for me. Uh, and I and I scrolled past it and and I stopped and something in the universe like made me scroll back. And uh and it was wild to look back on that like small moment and what that small swipe of a finger led me to. And I pulled up the show. Uh, and I started listening to it and it absolutely like blew my mind. Um, the connection that these people around this table had, the, their ability to uh, improv and act and connect with one another and build this group story together and create a world together. It's something that I had wanted to do literally my entire life. And it was the reason that I had gotten into music. And it was the reason that I had, you know, built Legos as a kid and like made up stat blocks for all the ships that I had developed and the economy that I had made when I was a you know 10 and 12 year old kid and with these Lego pieces and, and it, it, it just like all fell into place. It, it was that moment that everything kind of clicked and I was like, I need to do this. Um, so I talked to, because uh, I, I had a, at, at the time, I just happened to be playing a bunch of board games uh, pretty frequently, like once or maybe two or three times a week with some friends. And they were getting really heavy into board games because right now we're living in the board game renaissance. And even yeah. back then it was like really getting going. Such amazing games we got to play now. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I went to them and I was like, you know, if y'all are ever interested in Dungeons and Dragons, like I would love to run a game or I'd love to play with, with all of you. And they scoffed at me. They <laughs> scoffed at me and they said, wow, Weston, that's really nerdy. Like Dungeons and Dragons, like, are you kidding me? And uh, I got them playing a game called Mice and Mystics, uh, which is an RPG in a box. And you play these little like wizard mice and these like adventuring mice and you kill rats and spiders and save the day. But I ran it like a DM would run it. And then they started kind of getting the vision and they were like, oh, okay, Weston, we want to try this out. Like we want to see where this goes. So I con converted seven of my best friends to Dungeons and Dragons. I, I, I like that your friends who are board game nerds who are playing multiple times a week were like, Psh, pasha, that's way too nerdy for cool people like us. Like, come Isn't on, that guys. Funny? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I'm also like, I love the fact that you didn't just give up on it because like your initial reaction was like, oh, D and D that's too nerdy. And then you went back and then you were like thrown another blow with somebody like your close circle of friends telling you, Hey, that's, that's too nerdy, but you didn't give up. You're just like, no, it's not. Come on guys. I'm going to change your mind before I even know what it's all about, which like, clearly you had a huge connection to it. If you pushed through all of that adversity without really even being well-versed in the game to begin with. Well, that's that's how that's how much I believed in it, because well, because I, I know the initial thoughts that I had when when I when I thought about playing Dungeons and Dragons like that, that initial uh, stereotype that was in my head. And 
after overcoming that stereotype, I, I realized what an amazing time this 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 could be for us. So it was that 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 pushed me through. It's like I know what you're thinking right now because I thought that same exact thing, and now uh, now we are finishing up a six year long campaign uh, where we're like now in the final chapter of this group uh, and now we're on the other end of it like like that that experience like bringing people who have who really don't get it yet and helping them understand because like i can see somebody and i can see the way that they they are quote unquote and the things they love and they don't realize that they are going to be converted for to dungeons and dragons for the rest of their life they, they don't realize that that's going to happen yet they don't realize that ttrpgs are going to change their life uh, until they you know, until I show them how it can, uh, I'm, I'm, and we can talk about this later. I'm starting a new show where I do exactly that, where I take popular creators and I teach them Dungeons and Dragons and hopefully all their community starts to see what an amazing time this can be for jocks, for people who, uh, you know, for financial experts, for lawyers, for doctors, whatever you are you can find a place in this hobby. Um, and, and again, I don't think it's a hobby for absolutely everybody, but I think that uh, a lot of the people who are in our circles um, would be blown away by what this can do. I mean, I was, I was having dreams about being in the Critical Role cast. Like, like that, that is how like wrapped my brain got uh, over, you know, listening because I started on episode twenty three of you campaign. Completely one. failed your wisdom. Save I just on that one. fell oh, yeah. in. I, I was all the way in. <laughs> yeah, he failed. He failed it in the most wonderful way. Yeah, Absolutely. failing yeah. is not always bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And I love how you said, like, it, it may, maybe this hobby, this game, isn't for everyone, but it's for so many more people than who think it's for them. Right. It, right. It's, it's reach and it's accessibility is so much larger than a lot of people know or give it credit for. Cause, cause you're right. Just all walks of life. I've discovered absolutely love this game. Right. I was in the same boat when I start, my husband started playing, he had never played and he'd come home and tell me about what, what was going on. And I'd like feign disinterest because, you know, I'm like, oh, D &D, I don't want to be associated with that. So right. I'd like casually ask questions and seem like I didn't care. And then eventually there got to a point where I couldn't pretend like I didn't care any longer. And that's kind of when I fell off the cliff and I was like, OK, fine, I admit it. This is really cool and I want to do this. Well, and, and part of the problem is that I feel like you like if you're explaining Dungeons and Dragons, it just sounds like you're describing a dream like nobody cares, like no, nobody cares about this dream that you had, you know. Like de describing a dream is not anything compared to being in it. Um, but I think we can all share this I don't know, fascination or interest of having dreams. And we've all had dreams that have been like wild and so yeah. visceral. Uh, and unless you are in that place, you really don't get it. Right. So I'm curious to change the topic a little bit now that we know a little bit about your evolution into like from music into D&D &D, and then D&D &D and music merging into what you do for your living now. Um, yeah. I'm curious to learn a little bit about um, your viewpoint on just music in general, right? Because before I think we can marry up why music is so powerful for D&D &D campaigns, I think it's important to explore um, why music is so powerful in general. And then for you, what you know about music, how it can affect people, um, the psychological effects of just hearing music and what it can do to us as people. Yeah, music is has music has has touched me since I was like, Five, four or five. Like I, I, I have always had a very emotional response to music and I've always tied it to very particular times in my life. Like music has never not been a part of me and has never stopped impacting me uh, very deeply. So I am, I'm one of those people uh, that like, if, if I hear the, the right combination of chords, I'll just start like like tearing up like like that's that's how connected music is to me and I don't expect everybody to feel that way about music um, however because I am sensitive to sound and to music on, on, on a whole I have had a good opportunity to like research it and figure out like why is that like why does that happen um, and I mean it, it's pretty clear that watching movies without music would be real weird like it would be See, it would be weird 
I love that you bring that up because I actually, my, my formal education and my original career was in film production. So I actually have two degrees in film and I worked in the industry for years before I stepped away to do what I'm doing now. And, uh, like I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because I am so intimately familiar with how music and movies like work together. That it's the same thing for D and D, but it's just a different medium. Yeah. Uh, Yep. I, I, there's, I mean, we, we all know, like we talk about star Wars and, and you immediately hear the Imperial March or you right. like, like, <laughs> like what, what would those movies be without those scores? Like, like they, they would not be nearly what they are uh, without, you know, I think of like like Harry Potter films, how you'd sit in the theater and then that dun 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 dun, like, like that would start up and you're just like, Oh, we're doing it. Like we're, 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 we're getting in there. Uh, and that's that's what music does is it brings us in it focuses us to to a single moment in time and it tells us how we need to feel about something uh, about something that is happening um and th there are some music there are some movies that have uh, done zero music and how like weird and, and they do that on purpose i one of them is cloverfield uh, if you've ever seen cloverfield there's no music until the credits and and that's because it's supposed to be filmed from like a, a camera perspective. I, I imagine Blair Witch Project would be the same. I've never seen it. Um, but those types of movies use the lack of music to their like to to the best of their ability. Uh, but most movies are not that way. And I I, I don't see most of the camp the campaigns and stories that we're running as those types of films. Uh, we are you know running Lord of the Rings. We are running. Uh, you know, uh, Blade Runner 2042. We we are we are running like these styles of very thematic uh, types of games. So to exclude music from those games, we are missing a huge part of what could be tying us to them uh, and actually helping quite a few people as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know a lot of the science, like the, the specifics of the science behind it, but I do know that music um, can actually like physically affect us in the sense that it'll release a lot of like oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine. It'll release all these hormones into our bodies, into our brains. It'll connect and trigger memories. I actually read an article where people who have suffered really severe like head trauma were able to regain their memories through listening to music because it reconnected those neural path pathways through neuroplasticity, excuse me, big word. Um, and I think what, I think one of the reasons why using music with D and D is so helpful is because it triggers all of that within us, which those hormones end up pushing us deeper into the, the, the moment of the game, because it's either being reminiscent of like, oh, I'm in Harry Potter now, right? If you're hearing that theme song at your table, or it's reminding you of a moment in your own life where like you heard that music when something really profoundly impactful was happening and suddenly you're emotionally connected to the story now because you're associating those two things together. Yeah, I can't like overemphasize the impact that music can have I, I mean i so i, I have adhd and uh if and anxiety and panic disorder and all, all these fun things right so whenever i'm playing a game especially online if i don't have something to listen to i can become very distracted i can become very anxious uh, because my brain just like sits uh not doing anything so if i have some kind of melody some kind of sound that i can i can grasp onto that keeps me grounded in the moment uh, i don't have to reach for my phone i, I don't have to uh you know I, I do other stimming things i roll my dice on my fingers i do all sorts of stuff uh, but the uh having just like some some soft background music uh, really helps me to remain in the moment and i think that a lot of people who play can relate to uh those like long lulls <laughs> right in 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 the game and uh i have other ways to you know figure those things out but i think music is a big part of filling in those gaps yeah that makes a lot of sense actually that that kind of leads us into what i wanted to talk about next is defining music in terms of D and D, and that sounds weird but what i mean by that is the more I thought about it, music is this umbrella term that I think people in D&D &D use to cover music, ambience, and sound effects, 
right? We, we consider that music because it's auditory stimulation that's being like interjected into the conversation or the game. So, uh, you know, let's dissect those a little bit and clarify, like, when's the right time for them? What are they used for? Do you find them helpful to use them? And then the follow-up question that I want to talk about is that some people are actually the opposite of you where they find music really distracting. And so what do you think is causing that reaction and how can we, um, how can we kind of combat that if we're wanting to use music in our games without making it distracting or difficult for the players instead? One thing that happens in movies that is a little bit harder to do in live performance is the amount of sound engineering and mixing that happens in, 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 movies, right? And that's all behind the scenes. We don't actually see that. And for somebody to pick up for for a lay person to pick up on the sound mixing and mastering that's going on behind the scenes of these movies. I mean, these are people who've been working in the industry for 30, 40, 50 years. So trying to do that live is a whole nother skill. Like you think about going to a concert and how they're able to perfectly balance the guitars or you've gone to a concert and they haven't done this and the vocals are completely- That's when you notice it more. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the guitars are too shrill. The the drums are uh, are are like the the kick drum is too loud, but the cymbals aren't loud enough. That's usually not the case. Uh, but whatever it is, something feels off, right? And sometimes it can take years of training to do this. So I always say, start you know start with volume, um, volume and position of where the sound is coming from. Mm. Uh, so when we're talking about sounds in our games we usually want whatever sound system there is not to be right next to anyone <laughs> like you 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 or if it is going to be next to someone have it be next to the to the dm uh, so that they are getting the the brunt of whatever that is and they're kind of staying in the moment they can control the volume there and everybody else it'll be nice soft you know soft volume for them because the the point of D&D is we have to communicate and if the music is too loud and too distracting uh especially like you really don't want to be using uh music with lyrics in them like singing happening unless they're kind of gregorian chants or something like that but volume is huge and position is huge and that's true in sound engineering as well uh you know it needs to be far enough away that it's not overpowering the most important thing which is the communication that's going on uh and it's uh, uh, positioned in a way that it's not super loud for one person and quiet for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so with those things in mind, and online, it's actually much easier to manage those things because we're in headphones, right? So the distance is, is perfect. Uh, we just have to uh, manage the volume. Yeah, and each person can usually set their own volume too if sure you're using the right kind of tool. I remember the first time I actively used music and ambiance and sound effects in a, a in-person game a few years ago and I had uh, my computer set up to a Bluetooth speaker that I just kind of put um, in the back of the room where it wasn't seen and the volume was super low with more just like kind of like chill ambient stuff ambient stuff and and then slowly kind of ratcheted it up as we started playing the game and sound effects and stuff and we were a good 20-25 minutes in before one of my players goes has that music been playing the whole time? And I'm all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I kept hearing like stuff. I thought it was outside. And then I just kind of let it go. And, and then, you know, as it became more part of the story and creating the tension or the creepiness and those kind of things, it, it worked out really, really great. And just having it going and not drawing attention to it uh, really helped kind of set up that very first game of these more or less strangers who are going to be playing with me. So yeah, it, it has a huge power to do that. Right. I, I, I love the, the idea that, that you brought up Casey, when you're talking about uh, the differences between sound effects, ambience, and music, like in like melody. Uh, and they, they each have a place in the game. I think that getting too hyper specific with sound effects, uh, you know, this isn't a video game. Like, like we can, you know, we can, we can imagine how things sound. We can, and I mean, if somebody wants to bring a soundboard to the table and that's their thing, okay, sure. Like I cast fireball, you know, that's, that's okay. But uh, I think that sound effects uh, in general, I, I don't I, I think they play a very like small part in in what Dungeons and Dragons is and with what TTRPGs are as a whole. Uh, but ambiance and ambience ambiance on the way for that. Ambiance. Uh there there Lead are some 
uh rpg composers that really do that amazingly well uh and uh, ambience is, is really fantastic so i guess let's just let's define it ambience is going to be music that doesn't really pay attention to itself or draw attention to itself uh, so this is great for when you're having those RP moments that are uh, kind of more elongated, lower energy, um, or if you're wanting to like ratchet up the tension a little bit, um, then you can have certain ambiance ambiance that is doing just that uh, and has certain chord structures and, and things that are going to be more tense. Uh, I always tell people that at your table, you should have uh, three playlists. You should have out of combat, uh, happy or uh, no sorry out of combat calm out of combat tense and then combat no uh, happy. And if it, it, i mean happy <laughs> D &D people we ha don't do happy <laughs> happy is my fourth one for like if you're in a town or if you're you know like if you're in a in an npc shop or something like that uh then then happy i i, I literally call it happy town music and those are the four playlists that i use but realistically if you have an out of combat playlist that is just kind of calm music and you have a combat playlist you're going to be you know, so much farther ahead of everybody else. And I think that everybody gets so tied into the minutia of what that actually means. Um, like, oh, I, no, because I, I, I can't think about like looking through a playlist and playing the right song. Like, no, you shouldn't be thinking about that. That's ridiculous. Like, you should not be doing that. You should have two playlists to start out of combat and combat. Um, and video game soundtracks usually do out of combat very, very well. One of my favorites is Darkest Dungeon. Um, they have some some town music that is just spectacularly good. It, it's just interesting enough to bring you into the moment, but then it, it definitely forgets itself, which is really, uh, really cool. Um, uh, and then there's count, one, Sorry, would you count ambience? Because you, you kind of defined the way you defined it made me think that it was just like really subtle. Um, I don't want to say simple, but um, kind of like blending with itself music. Whereas when I think of ambience, I think like you're in the tavern and you hear forks and knives and glasses clinking and like the talking to people in the background. Would you say that that scales differently or would, would that kind of all bundle into what you think of or how you use ambience? So when I, when I, when I define uh, ambience, I mean, yes, that technically, if we're talking about the amb ambience of a restaurant, then yeah, like I, I feel like that falls more under like a soundscape or, or falls okay. into like more like sound effects uh, and like Foley work, like the, that type of stuff. Uh, ambience for me in D&D &D is more the very elongated, slower uh, melodies. Uh, and, and really it has to do with like the intensity of, of a track. Uh, okay. So how, how many notes are there really, really is, is kind of what it comes down to, like how much is going on. And if it's not very much, it's most likely more ambient type music and that's good if there's a lot of talking going on and then then we drive into this like next step which is like just straight up music mm -hmm. uh right and i i always encourage people to use instrumental music um it's the type of music that i write uh instrumental music uh that uh you know i love to have people start their 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 game with a song with with like a consistent song like they they, they always they start this this campaign with this this, this melody or with this thing because then it really defines your campaign it gets everybody going it alerts everybody to know like oh we're starting well i feel like that's a little bit of a pavlov's dog scenario too Absolutely. which is super fun that you're going to start triggering all of those like feelings and excitement from that because it's like associated with that music so that's a really fun idea yeah well, well it, and it's just like uh, in movies like you mentioned it before yeah. like with with harry potter right those those tones go off the beginning and you're just like oh it's happening you know <laughs> Go ahead. And and that, I've always found that to be a great time to play a song on you know on loop or whatever it is, and to review the last game, uh, as you're saying, hey, last time we did this, this happened, these things went down, and now you find yourselves back, uh, and you switch over to your you know your ambient playlist or your out of combat playlist or right in your combat playlist if that's what happened. Uh, you, you left that's what happened right to us on Thursday. Nobody was ready. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. great. <laughs> Uh, but but using those very simple techniques, you can really get your players emotionally invested in what's what's happening. Um, I I do want to take this time to like talk of talk because I've I've had a lot of feedback from players who are like, no, like I can't stand music. It's distracting. It's uh, some people have auditory problems. You know, like so some people have auditory distress, right? And like of course, like in those situations, don't like stress your players out. Like I, I for for me, that seems like an obvious thing to say, but a thing that needs to be said is like cater your group dynamics to your group um 
because uh, like you were saying for me i it's hard for me to play a game without music but for somebody else it would be hard for them to play with music so be sensitive to those things and honestly i think that some people just have uh, have had a bad time uh, you know they they've gone to shows that have been poorly mixed uh, and 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 that's what they think that music is like no it's not like that's not how it you should be feeling and if you are feeling that way uh, if you can go to a theater and enjoy the music in a movie then you do want music in your game. Uh, you just don't, you have, you just haven't had a good experience with it yet. And it hasn't been done in the correct way. Right. And I think that's actually, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like everyone in the D and D community talks about, make sure you have a session zero, but I don't think anyone in the D and D community ever actually has a session zero. Uh, but that would be a great thing to put into the magical session zero is like, Hey guys, how do you feel about music during our campaigns? Are there any kinds of like sensitivities to that, that I should be aware of? Do you have any special requests or things I need to know about and just get everybody on the same page? Absolutely. I mean, that, again, the, the, the whole idea of consent and in making everybody feel comfortable and feel uh, important and included and catering to everyone's needs is everything like that's, that's, that's so, so very important to running a game that is going to be conducive and fun like we're, we play D&D because it's fun like that's why we're doing this and if it's not fun, don't play it like that's, it's, it's that simple if you're not having fun, do not play like it don't do it you're going to ruin everything uh this 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 should be an enjoyable uh enriching experience right so the next thing that i want to talk about we already kind of dived into it a little bit but i want to give everybody listening some tangible tips for using music at the table so that's going to include like you know maybe what is your process for planning out music especially if you have an idea of what the upcoming session might entail if you're in a dungeon if they're going to be in a town if there's going to be a lot of combat um you know setting up for that and just kind of what you're what you go through when you're prepping it, uh, any tips that you have for DMs that are multitasking with the playlist and the the um, quest that they're running. Uh, so let's just dialogue about how we've done that to give some people some tangible advice on how to run it at their game successfully. So we're gonna start combating those unsuccessful experiences. Well, let's, let's start right at like base level. Uh, and, and like I had mentioned before, having those two playlists, combat out of combat have two playlists and i would even say if possible have them be voice accessible so you just say you know whether it's the apple one or the amazon one or the google one or whatever it is i don't want to say them right here in case i, I appreciate that thank you <laughs> we all set uh, off our, our local you see, amazon you say that little phrase right you say that little phrase and then you say play uh this playlist and then it will play and you don't have to touch anything, uh, it, whether it's playing through your phone or playing through an iPad or playing through, you know, some other tablet or playing through a, you know, Echo or a HomePod or whatever it might be. Just use your voice. Yeah. And, and then that's sorry, it. sorry, with a yeah. lot of those two, you can um, set up code words in that, like you can say, hey, so and so go to town. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this made me think of you, Jason, because yeah. you have your light of, over your D&D table mm -hmm. that you have with a color changing light bulb that is set up to respond for red, green or otherwise when you go into different scenarios. And so yes. that's what that made me think of is like, ooh, just put everything in one and then like the whole room changes. <laughs> it's like a disco. It'd be awesome. Yeah. But that's a using... really smart idea. I have never thought about that. I have always just had the multiple devices or multiple screens and the play buttons and the playlists, and it's a lot. And what? so that's that's really smart. Uh, keep it keep it as simple as possible until you want to do more. Is is usually how I right. how I do it. And and you can go you know as wild as Jason and I who have like light set up and like we have like things triggering and things automating and like you know somebody jumps out of a coming closet in from and... under the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you can get as wild as you want with that. But for, but for home games, that's that's just a great opportunity. Keep the keep the speaker far away from your players. Um, usually that's or, or near the DM. Uh, that's what I would recommend doing. So with those playlists, let's go back real quick. How yeah. long how, how many songs do you put on there? How much time do you plan out um, on each of those playlists to make it feel like it's not just three seconds on repeat? <laughs> 
necessarily. Everyone is everyone is different. Um, whatever is not going to be distracting. Like I, I like having like an hour or a half hour music that just kind of you know repeats uh, to its to itself uh, in a way. Like the 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 music that I make is more uh, for moments. Like I, I make music for moments, uh, is is my niche in the. I, I'm 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 in Discord with 25 other RPG TTRPG composers who are phenomenal, and and they all have their own style and their own unique way of doing things. And some are better at soundscapes, and some are amazing at you know ambience, and some are great you know writing themes. And uh, I you know so finding whatever like you want your campaign to feel like. It, it, it's whatever you want it to be like if, if you're literally running a game in a universe see if that universe has music if you're running a game in skyrim then use that music but honestly i think that people can get kind of tired out especially over time of of having the uh that sameness in the community where you like go to one table and it's this and you go to the other table and it's still this uh so i i love that we have diversity so much diversity in the community uh, and amazing creators as well um, I, I did want to talk about uh, playing online because that's such a huge thing nowadays and how yeah. music has gotten uh, forgotten in, in that realm. Because Do you think it, so? I use music di- more online. I, I, I think that people are intimidated by it, uh, intimidated by like setting up the bots or whatever it might be that, that play the music. So I, I tend to play most of my online D&D games through Discord. Um, and Discord is going through a bit of a uh, an upheaval right now when it comes to bots uh, because several of them have gotten taken down uh, over the last couple months. Uh, so the one one of the ones that's still up is called Hydra, and you can download that bot and you can use it to kind of orchestrate your music and you can play Spotify playlists. Um, and there's a huge community on Spotify uh, that you can use. Um, huge like communities of, of playlist creators that have just like hours and hours of music that you can draw from or you can create your own you can go to arcane anthems and you know stream me uh because th- that gives me kickback and, and helps me to keep making music um but one of the things to keep in mind is like are you playing in a private game that means you can use whatever music you want if you're not playing in a private game or in a private space or in a private space uh you want to focus on music that is uh you know DRM free, license free, that type of stuff, because you don't want to be monetizing your content off of other people's content. Uh, so uh, that's that's kind of where I come in uh, with Arcane Anthems. I wanted to give people music that they could use in whatever they wanted, uh, specifically commercially. I didn't want them to have to like jump through all the legal loopholes and like like have to figure like we're creators. Like I like I'm not a lawyer. Like that's that's not like I I want you to be able to improve your game and level up your game and uh support me obviously but i I want you to be able to do that without having to like shoot me a message you know like okay can i use this one song hey can i also use this one song hey can i also it's just so uh debilitating to have to do that so all my music is drm free and and license free and you can just use it you can even use it commercially um and it's it's totally okay with me that's that's why i'm doing what i'm doing um, and why I also like rely on the community to support me on Patreon or, or to use uh, use my music in their playlists on Spotify so that I can get that kickback kickback as well. Uh, so just be cognizant of that is that not not every RPG musician makes money in the same way. And uh, all of us have different licensing, but I tried to make it tried to make it easy, uh, at least when, when it comes to my music. I like that. Um, yeah, so actually, on that note, um, let's I I let's talk a little bit about finding music, right? I know that, like you mentioned, you have a very vast library of music that you encourage people to use from. You have a Patreon that actually allows even better access to the music, where you have I believe at certain tiers you have looped music and some other yeah. some other things. So why don't you talk a little bit about some suggestions for people, both with your own um, platforms, but also, you know how to go about finding that music, using it, implementing it, some of the different ways you can do that. So I, uh, all my music is free. So you can go to my Patreon, download the MP3s and use them. Totally, totally fine. Again, they're also all on streaming on Apple Music, on Spotify, on all the different places. So you can use them there as well. Um, and even if like, if you like the music, come support me because this is literally how I 
how I make a living. However, if you do support me, or in addition, if you do support me, then you gain access to my Discord, where you can suggest songs. Uh, you uh, can also gain access to looped tracks. So if you're somebody who is running a podcast and wants some music in the background, then you can just have a song looping or have a couple different songs looping in the background. Uh, I also do something where I create section loops, meaning that like if you want a particular part of a song to be continuing for longer. So maybe you just want the middle section or you just want, like you can essentially create your own arrangement of this song where you can have the, uh, the the music end with the intro or you can have it, you know, have the chorus go first or like whatever it might be. You can really use those tools. Uh, and then I also, as my, like one of my top tiers is you're able to download all the instruments, all the sheet music, all the all that stuff so you wow. can then go in and you can turn the violins into a synthesizer or you can have the cello part be played by a bassoon or wh whatever it might be you can really go in and you know turn this fantasy track into a sci-fi you know track or wh whatever it might be so you can really dive in deep you can go in and just you know isolate the violins and the flutes and just have them going back and forth with percussion and mute everything else like that that level of granularity is what i like to provide on my patreon so that if you are somebody who has a podcast if you're somebody who is wants to create something but is not you're not necessarily a musician you can do that well, how much I is that no top idea. tier wow how much is that, uh, that like upper most echelon 10 bucks 10 bucks most people month. pay more for that each day at starbucks like yeah yeah, talk about value, in my opinion. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know you had that all all of that modality, all that the ways you can just mess with everything. That's incredible. I it's... love it too because my my mind went to finding a melody that's that you feel really attracted to for this Elven City, for example, and then being able to structure it where it's all flutes or it's all these wind instruments that make sense in this environment, or then switching it up for like a dwarven town where it's going to be a lot more percussions or other things like that could be a really fun way, especially if you're doing that theme song for your game, like you mentioned earlier in this episode. Um, you could like, if, if you really wanted to get into it, you could like specialize it for each session and even give people like a hint about what they're getting into that week. Like, there's a lot of possibilities there. Well, you can like go in and change the melodies that I've written. You know, like you, you, you can change it so that th these notes go, it like goes up instead of, you know, coming down or, you know, it, you, you like this beginning part of the melody, but you don't like the second half. Well, you can go in and change it. Like that's, that's, wow. that's the type of, uh, custom ability that I that I want to give people um, and it, that does take a little bit of music know-how but it also doesn't take you know some people enjoy tinkering with things and th that's much more of a tinkering like process as opposed to a uh, you know like creating a brand new song you know like that that's that's a whole different you know a whole different yeah. mindset uh, so but, anyway I, I I do like to give people that that option but when you say you give music to the community like you're giving the music to the community. That's incredible. Yeah, you're really taking that that definition to the literal. Like most people are like, oh, I have six samples of my songs for free for the community. But you're like, no, here is 100% of everything. Take with it and do great things. Yeah, and and, and again, like those are those are attached to those tiers, right? But right, like, right. like you mentioned, like it's all these amazing creators on Patreon. I mean, three dollars. We think like, oh, do I have three dollars a month to spend? Yes, you, <laughs> yes, like, you like, like like in in and I mean, if if you really don't, then okay, like use my music for free, like that's okay. But like that's like less than a hamburger on one day, you know, in in thirty one days. Like like that's it's 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 very a very small amount of money that is life-changing to a creator like me um, and, and to many, many creators on Patreon. Um, that like very, very small amount, you know, when you build a community becomes this life-sustaining, creative-sustaining, artistic-sustaining uh, donation. I, that, that, that's the dumbest, the dumbest way I want to say it. Like it, it, it's so much deeper than, than that. Like it, it allows me to feed my family and have great mental health and like like I, I can't I can't tell you like how I've struggled in the uh you know work space with ADHD and with anxiety being somebody who wants to create just all the time that's just like what I want what I love doing um and having to like stand in a retail aisle 
you know, making, you know, $15 an hour. Like, like, like that's not the best use of my time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Patreon's awesome too. I think specific, it's, it's great for everybody. Right. But it's specifically for in the D and D community. It's wonderful because it just drives home exactly what D and D is, which it's a cooperative experience. It's a community. You cannot play D and D with one person. It doesn't work. You have to have a group of people there to support the experience. And that's exactly what, what, spaces like patreon have created and allowed for that community to do that's my favorite thing about this all of this when i started i struggled for a long time uh to find my place in the DD community um and, and to be able to use my talents to like support the hobby because like there's so many artists out there and there's so many musicians out there and there's and there's so many uh things there's so many amazingly talented people in this community and when we are able to support each other in this community we bring this game from this it, it's base level words and mechanics um to something cinematic and something forever you know like something that will just become a part of what we remember uh when when we are older and and like a, a part of that like legacy that 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 becomes a part of us um and that's what i that's the type of thing that i wanted to help people discover um with uh, you know if, for me it's with music because i love music but maybe for you it's with painting minis maybe for you it's with 3d modeling maybe for you know like there's like any anybody who is good at anything can find something to use that for in yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Like that's how amazing this game is and how like all encompassing it is. Whatever you are good at, you can bring those skills and improve your games in D&D. Yeah, I have, a, I have an engineer in one of my games right now and he's great because he's my like living calculator. So I'll be like, hey, can you calculate the spell radius for this and who it's actually going to hit? And he breaks in because we're online. He breaks out the measuring tools and like does the math in his head in two and a half seconds. He's like, here, it'll hit these three people. And I'm like, great, I don't have to figure that out now. So <laughs> absolutely. That's so fun. I, I I love being able to rely on my players. I mean, like, can you imagine like all these like cute, like stuffed animals that people make and like, like, like just like I, I, I saw somebody the other day who was making uh they would like create characters, people's characters as stuffed animals. I'm like, that's so cool. Like that's so they create your character as a stuffy. You know, that's that's so so neat. And it just it keeps going and going and going with map makers and artists and you know, dice makers and, and all these all these things. So so what is the uh, what is the next five years for Arcane Anthems hold? Do you have anything specific that you're moving towards or hoping to accomplish or grow to meet? I'm I'm still filling out my library. You know, like I'm I'm writing writing songs all the time. I I, I would love to be able to write community based songs constantly. Right now, I still uh, I have commissions open, so I can you know afford mortgage and stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that obviously takes away from the amount of community music that I can put out. And, it, and I, and I am so grateful for people who want to commission me because that supports me immensely. Um, but I would love to be able to move toward, uh, putting out more music on Patreon. I'm, I'm becoming a, uh, I, I, I want to be my, make my process more transparent. And so I've been streaming a lot more on Twitch. Uh, I am, have a new show coming out where, again, it's called One Shot 101, where I teach non, non-D&D players, uh, non-D&D creators how to play Dungeons & Dragons, which I'm, I, I want to be a, a voice in the community for kind of teaching that and expanding the hobby. Um, and, you know, more and more playlists is, is really what I want. I, I, I want you to be able to go onto you know arcane anthems and find music for sci-fi and find music for the like desert music and find find all those like those types of playlists uh, eventually all using my music uh, so again royalty free uh, drm free all that good stuff dcrm free and that's that's my like my main goal but for now i want to encourage people to just make two playlists like just make two playlists out of combat in combat and use your voice to turn them on and off. Like that's as complicated as this needs to be. Uh, as you start to see how your players respond to it, you can adjust and you can ca calibrate. Um, 
how you want to incorporate it, but just start there. And I actually have those playlists already done on Spotify, already done on SoundCloud, and you can use those things uh, for free. Um, just use them and see how it goes and let me know. Where can people reach you? Um, my DMs are open pretty much everywhere, everywhere they can be. Uh, so you can shoot me a message whenever you can comment on my videos. I look at everything. Uh, I am, uh, that's privileged. the cool thing again about, about small creators, like all of yeah. us is that there's, there's one human face behind everything that's out there instead of a big corporation where your stuff goes into the ether. It's like when, when somebody comments on something or tags somebody in something or shares something with you, it's like, you see it yep. because mm -hmm. you're, you're the one person doing it all. You see it all. And and, and honestly, that, that, that's what got me into this is, is connecting. That's, that's the thing that keeps me inspired is hearing about your characters, is hearing about your worlds. And I mean, my patrons have inspired me to create music that I never, ever would have one thought to make or thought I was able to make. And they've inspired me to become a better musician by exploring other cultures, by exploring new mediums, by, you know, by pushing me to do things out of my comfort zone. And so communicating with everyone uh, is, is everything to me. And I, and I do specifically take requests from my patrons because they're supporting me and I want to, you know, cater to them first. Um, and, but to get into my discord, it's a dollar a month. Like, like you, I, I don't even know what you can get for a dollar. Like, I, 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 I don't know what you can I don't buy. Even I don't know that there's anything anymore. Not after so, tax. There's some no, stuff out there for 99 cents, but once you throw tax on there. Nope. <laughs> uh, so if, if you want to, if you want to, uh, you know, suggest some tracks for me and have the community vote on them, uh, we do that every single month. So that's super that's cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and chat with us and inspire even more people in the D&D community that are wanting to learn how to play D&D or play D&D better with some tips and tricks and advice on how to incorporate music into their games to make them a little bit more immersive, a little bit more um, emotional, have a deeper connection to them as well as the people around their table. Um, I will link everything that you mentioned, those playlists and how to contact you in the show notes. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, um, they can. But seriously, guys, go support Arcane Anthems on Patreon. I don't know why you wouldn't for a dollar. Um, and it's going to help, you know, everybody in the DD community grow in the process. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Arcane Anthems is a dungeon master and TTRPG musician providing free RPG music for streamers and storytellers. Download his music on patreon.com slash arcane anthems and use it in all your projects royalty free. Check out his D&D parodies on TikTok and new Twitch show One Shot 101, where he teaches popular creators how to play Dungeons and Dragons. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice. So make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you guys next time.